It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. I do believe we have a special guest on the uh, on the phone who would like to comment about CNN Plus's demise. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States, Donald Trump, on the phone. Hello, sir. Well, uh, we're doing really well, and uh, Rob, it's happy. I'm happy to be with you again. Yeah. And I just wanted to call and express my sincere condolences for a a tragic loss that we've all suffered. I don't sure, I'm not sure if you heard about what, what, it. It's a tragic what, loss. What? What? Who? What? Who? I don't I have no idea. Well, it was CNN's love child. Uh, it was CNN's love child with Chris Wallace. You know, Chris Wallace, he's never going to be his dad. <laughs> but Chris Wallace uh, and CNN, they had a baby called CNN Plus. Oh, and yeah. like all good leftists, you know, they killed the baby. Oh, you know, boy. that's what happened. Oh, man. You know, and they uh, attracted about as many viewers as Brian Stelter's OnlyFans page, when you think oh, about good. it. Uh, yeah. Which is not a lot. Not a lot of viewers, but uh, some people were interested. But it had the same level of interest as uh, the Clintons do in their marriage. Oh, you know man, what no they say, it. Monica Lewinsky, what a horrible thing that happened. <laughs> it's like having a terrible restaurant. This is CNN Plus. It's like having a terrible restaurant with terrible food. And then you wake up and you say, you know what's a great idea to do today? Let's open a franchise. It's a <laughs> franchise of terrible restaurants and terrible foods. Yeah, yeah. You know, Chris Wallace should probably retire. You know, we knew that for a long time. You yeah. watch the way he treated me in the debates, both oh, yeah. in 2016 and 2020. Now we know he should have retired because he can't sell his soul twice. You know, you had to oh, think yeah. about it. Yeah. But uh, when you look at it, people were supposed to pay for CNN Plus, mm. and paying for CNN Plus is like paying for toenail fungus. Nobody uh, wants no, to do it. No, no. It's a horrible thing. But uh, the latest news is that Elon Musk, you know, I call him Uncle Elon, he's thinking about adding CNN Plus to his portfolio. But the deal is, and this is a great yeah. deal, and I taught Elon how to make these deals. The sure. deal is CNN would actually have to pay Elon Musk to take it when uh, you think about it. They'd yeah. have to pay him. Still too much. Now, Jeff Zucker, you know, he's gone. And uh, now he's going to go back to being a character at uh, Times Square. Yeah. That's what Jeff Zucker could do. Let's get a selfie with Homer Simpson. He looks you know, like Jeff him, yeah. Zucker. That's true. And uh, before we go, you know, I've got a lot to do. Yeah. We've got a lot to do. Sure. But uh, I've got a heartfelt poem that I'd like to share oh. about the demise of CNN Plus. All right. Very good. Mr. President, go right ahead. The floor is yours. Well, here we go. It's. Uh, it's about uh, a wonderful person we know as uh, Brian Stelter. I call him Humpty Dumpty. Oh, yes. Humpty Stelter sat on a wall. Humpty yeah. Stelter had a ratings fall. Mm -hmm. And all of Zucker's forces and all of Zucker's bucks yeah. couldn't buy, uh, couldn't, uh, well, basically, he had a terrible show. Nobody watched, you know. There you go. Okay, that's the President of the United States starting off the show today on the uh, the Rob Carson Show. Actually, it's a Sean Farish is his name. Uh, a little bit more <laughs> as the show progresses with uh, Sean Farish uh, as we uh, as we mourn, as we mourn, we mourn, right? We do mourn. Yeah, we we mourn. Uh, we mourn the loss of CNN Plus. CNN Plus, all but uh, what twenty three days old. It was uh, not a very pretty baby, actually. Uh, one of those babies, you know, you're sitting there in the that uh, you know. Th do they still do that? It's been about sixteen years since my wife had a baby. Do they still put them in the room, you know, where all the babies are there, and you can do tap on the window and try to get your baby's attention? Well, the CNN baby'd be like right over there in the corner, like in uh, the Grinch that stole Christmas with Jim Carrey, like when he was a baby. That kind of baby. That's what the CNN Plus was uh, all about. But uh, 
Uh, yeah, it's gone. It's over. And uh, we have a president now who can't talk. That's kind of what I want to start today with. And, and I've got a lot of things that I need to get to that I think you're really going to enjoy. We're going to talk about the president of the United States presently who clearly is in a very serious mental health decline. And something he did last week and something he did this week show that not only are we experiencing absent-mindedness, uh, those kind of things that you normally expect with age, we are seeing a clear misfiring of the synapse. Now, I am not a mental health professional, although I have a, I've a certainly consulted my share of them. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. We won't get into that. Anyway, <clears throat> but... I'm not a, a mental health uh, you know, a doctor. I'm not a regular doctor either. But I would say if you've ever met an insane person, and, and, and insane people, you can always tell when they're really insane because their synapses fire in left and right. It's like that robot that begins to short out and the sparks start flying out. You know, and Like when Dr. Spock would, would uh, uh, Mr. Spock, I should say, not Dr. Spock. Dr. Spock is a childhood uh, psychologist. Anyway, Mr. Spock would talk to the robot and the robot would begin to short out kind of like the fembots in Austin Towers, kind of like that. That's what happens when somebody who's lost it. That's when their brain isn't working anymore. And yesterday, Joe Biden was asked about masks on airplanes, and he accidentally talked about Title 42 and the border. Now, the media is kind of soft-pedaling this, even CNN. They're kind of, they literally, I saw it on CNN, they played the soundbite, and they didn't comment about how far he strayed off. And how insane this is. And this isn't funny anymore. My friend Sean, who does Donald Trump, funny! This ain't funny. I'm, I'm Title 42, sir. Are you considering delaying lifting Title We so talked about uh, Title 42. No, what I'm considering is continuing to hear from my, uh, my uh, well, first of all, there's going to be an appeal by the Justice Department. Because as a matter of principle, we want to be able to be in a position where if, in fact, it is strongly concluded by the scientists that we need. Okay, you see, you don't need uh, doctors for the border. Title 42, that we'd be able to do that. But there has been no decision on extending Title 42. All right. Here also is uh, Joe Biden's brain shorting out last week. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, 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 excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. That is the longest one word I've ever heard in my life. Traveling Other than supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. With them, I actually traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And here is the president talking about how he wrote a bill with his own paw. Yeah. As I said earlier, through the bipartisan infrastructure bill, which I might add, I wrote the original one with my own paw. I wrote it. He wrote the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Okay, sure. As I said earlier, sure. through the bipartisan infrastructure bill, which I might add, I wrote the original one with my own paw. I wrote it. Sat down and wrote it. Because I was convinced. Who, who writes with their paw? There was no other answer. And this is why we call him President Doofy. Well, I was born and raised in Scranton, PA. Lifeguard by the pools where I spent my day. Sing along! Till a dude named Corn Pop, who wasn't that cool, started making trouble at the swimming pool. Mm. So I took a chain, wrapped it around my legs. They were hairier than my other legs. Not my, my, black kids would touch them. 
Come on, man. Then I got on a train and moved to D.C. Jirak Jabrama gave a job to me. I shuffled around and sucked fingertips. Made a big speech, kissed the boy on the lips. What are you looking at? I wrote the damn bill. Yeah, I hold the ladies tight too. and sniff all their hairs. First person American to fall up the stairs. Ran for president. I was a winner. Winner was me. Now I sit at my desk as a president. But not not president. <laughs> you know the thing. Come on. Get your wow. face out of your ears. You know, it's going to be a great show when I have two presidential impersonators on in the very first segment. It, it's going to get only better from here. I promise you. Also, Kevin McCarthy caught on phone with Liz Cheney saying that he would seek Trump's resignation after January the 6th. I have some thoughts on this. Clearly, that's what I'm paid to do. But if you thought that uh, you were kind of questioning why nobody on Capitol Hill is contesting the election and why nobody on Capitol Hill is talking about all the evidence that's coming out every single day because, you know, the mainstream media, big social media, the Democrat Party are ignoring it, but the Republican Party is ignoring it too. Kind of weird. There are a couple people like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and they're trying to get her off the ballot in Georgia. One of the reasons being... She is a hawk with regard to the 2020 election. So with regard to Liz Cheney and Kevin McCarthy, who I've never trusted, now we know that essentially there's nobody in Washington, D.C. on the GOP side who is working for us to find out the truth with regard to the 2020 election, meaning they were all in on it. I believe that. They were all in in on it they wanted donald trump out of office why because he's a massive threat to the swamp a massive threat to the swamp why do you suppose that organized criminals do their level best and have in the past to attempt to or succeed in assassinating da's who are on their cases yeah Washington, D.C. has been the swamp for a very long time, and the first person to move there to challenge everything, including its most guarded secret, which is it protects itself and it makes itself incredibly wealthy on our tax dollars. Donald Trump opened that up to the world, and everyone in D.C. had to take him down. This is a phone call between House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy and Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney is a sellout. Liz Cheney is a rhino. Liz Cheney has joined the cabal of the January 6th subcommittee, which is a kangaroo court. And uh, there was a recording between Liz Cheney and Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy likes to act like he's some sort of a conservative. He's not. I've never trusted Kevin McCarthy. You shouldn't either. I trust him like I do Lindsey Graham. Uh, occasionally, he'll say a few things to cover face, and Ted Cruz is kind of moving that way. They, he, they, they will say a few things to save face, I stay not cover face. We've had enough face coverings, by the way. And then, and then they will, behind the scenes, be stabbing us all in the back. New York Times reporters Alex Burns and Jonathan Martin got this, uh, this uh, phone conversation, shared it on MSNBC, believe it or not. They were discussing the prospect of Trump's cabinet invoking the 25th Amendment, which allowed Trump to be immediately removed from office. 
So Kevin McCarthy and I'm assuming the GOP establishment had nothing to do, would have nothing to do with what some in the White House wanted to do, which is have a hearing on the election results that would have lasted about a day. And then they could vote to certify the election. But Mike Pence wasn't down with it. The establishment wasn't down with it because the establishment was done with Donald Trump and didn't want to see him destroy the gravy train that they have taken decades to build. Here's the call. Liz, you on the phone? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks, Kevin. Um, I guess there's a question. When when we were talking about the 25th Amendment resolution, um, yeah. and you asked if, you know, what happens if it... A2. Kevin, yes. Get there after he's gone. Is is there any chance? Are you hearing that he might resign? Is there any reason to think that might happen? I've had a few discussions. My gut tells me no. Um, I'm seriously thinking of having that conversation with him tonight. I haven't talked to him in a couple days. How about we support our president, our commander-in-chief, who's done a great job for four years, and we looked at all the chicanery in the election, and maybe we ought to take a second to look at it. How about that, Kevin? Um, from what I know of him, I mean, you guys all know him, too. Do you think he'd ever back away? But what, what, what I... What kind of knife he used when he stabbed Donald Trump in the back? And us. I think I'm going to do is I'm going to call him. My, this, this is what I think. Um... No one will pass the House. I think there's a chance he'll pass the Senate even when he's gone. Um, wow. And I think there's a lot of different ramifications for that. Now, I haven't had a discussion with the Dems that if he did design, would it not happen? Now, this is one personal fear I have. Um, I do not want to get into any conversations about Pence pardoning anything like that. I mean, the only discussion I would have with him is that I think this will pass. Okay, guys, there you go. So while you and I are saying, hey, man, there's something wrong with this election, while a million people went to Washington, D.C. to hear Donald Trump's speech because they had questions, this jackass stabbed us and our president in the back. What they do. They smile in your face. All the time they want to take your place. The backstabbers. Backstabbers. That would be the backstabbers by the OJs. Yeah. Yeah. You know I know this? Because I uh, worked in music radio for over 25 years of my life. There you go. So backstabbers I think is completely appropriate for uh, Kevin McCarthy stabbing us and President Trump in the back by suggesting that he, on January the 6th, would actually talk to President Trump and tell him to resign. Here is the backstabber. Is that I think this will pass, and it would be my recommendation we should resign. Um, I mean, that would be my take, but I don't think he would take it. Yeah, uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, was on Liz Cheney's suggestion uh, going to tell President Trump to resign. To resign. Now, not soon thereafter, he was uh, charged uh, with, well, he was impeached because of it. And there was no evidence that president trump incited anything on the capitol but they made it very clear big social media the mainstream media democrat party made it very clear on november the fourth there would be no dismissal there would be no dissension with regard to the the vote in the election and then on january the 6th kevin mccarthy and like-minded democrats put a nail in the coffin of 
looking at the election, looking at the irregularities, and measuring whether the election was stolen or not. And evidence is coming out every day to suggest it was. Every day. 300,000 votes unverified in Georgia's Fulton County in 2020. This is according to a new complaint to the Georgia State Election Board, alleging that more than 300,000 ballots were unreliably recorded on unverified early voting poll closing tapes in Fulton County, Georgia, in the 2020 election. The county produced 138 tapes. 136 were not signed, meaning the identities of the persons who checked the ballot numbers are unknown. This sort of crap went around, happened all over the country, and most recently, in case you hadn't heard, there were 91, I believe, nursing homes in the state of Pennsylvania that relatives could not visit their sick and dying relatives in the nursing homes, but they were able to vote. With the help of Democrat operatives, presumably maybe funded by Mark Zuckerberg and his Zuckerbucks, and they were able to go in and talk to these people who were completely infirmed, not even able to feed themselves or go to the bathroom, but somehow, huh, 95 to 100% of those people voted, and they all voted for Joe Biden. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that just kind of crazy how that happens? Nothing to see here. The fire is in the belly of the SS Vitanic. You and I are that fire. I mentioned this months ago, a year ago. The SS Vitanic set sail on January 20th of 2021. It's been taking on water ever since. Like the Titanic, and I've actually done a bunch of research on this, the Titanic had coal bunkers on fire which may have weakened the hull. They actually, some pictures show that there were some little buckles in the hull. May have actually added to the destruction caused by the iceberg. Well, we're the fire in the belly of the SS Titanic. And when it goes down, there will be no room on the door for people like Kevin McCarthy. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, this is kind of funny, too, because they're doing everything they can to try and get rid of candidates, like to get rid of Marjorie Taylor Greene, take her off the ballot altogether in Georgia, even though she'd win by a landslide. We also know, and by the way, next hour, we have candidate for Senate in the state of Alaska, Kelly Chewbacca. She is running against Lisa Murkowski, Rhino, Mitch McConnell has pledged $7 million to Murkowski's campaign. We've got to have Kelly Chewbacca win. Because spending does not mean anything when it comes to being loyal to the founders, being loyal to their constituents, and not being a rhino swamp dweller like Lisa Murkowski. So we'll talk to her next hour. And this is kind of funny. And everybody's trying to take down J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance is this, J.D. Vance that. He groped somebody. He did. He, I don't know what the hell's going on with J.D. Vance. I don't know uh, J.D. Vance for Adam, from Adam, as my dad used to say. J.D. Vance was taking a huge poll in Iowa's Senate race after receiving the endorsement of uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. Vance's lead in the competitive uh, races uh, reached seven percentage points. Vance uh, polled 25%, showing... Among uh, 800 uh, Republican primary voters, before Trump's endorsement in March, Vance was at 18%. Josh Mandel, who's in a three-way with Vance, which, you know, in uh, Washington, D.C. happens a lot, I've heard. 
was marked at 18%, according to the survey. His polling numbers has uh, not changed since March. The poll suggests Trump was a high influence on midterm races, and he will be. And I would venture to say, with regard to uh, Lisa Murkowski and Kelly Chewbacca, that Trump's endorsement will be more worth more than $7 million. That maybe you, I didn't, donated to the Republican Party. Oh, and then on top of all of this, did you hear this? Liz Cheney wins the JFK Profile and Courage Award for the January 6th fight and impeachment vote. So this, uh, this library, the uh, JFK Presidential Library, is a uh, leftist tool, essentially. Said that the embattled Republican stood her ground with honor and conviction. Cheney responded, listen, listen to this. This is so fantastic. You, you're a real good sociopath when you can do the kind of crap she does and you can say this with a straight face. She said, if we do not stand for truth, the rule of law, and our Constitution, if we set aside our founding principles for the politics of the moment, <laughs> the miracle of our constitutional republic will slip away. You know, like, I don't know, election integrity. Kind of funny that way. Kind of funny that way. Oh, last year's pick for the award, if you were wondering about the... Uh, credibility of the award you know who last year's award recipient was Mitt Romney <laughs> it was Mitt Romney Mitt Romney was last year's award winner that's spectacular so the Florida House voted 68 to 38 to strip Disney of privileged tax and self-governance uh, status the woke conglomerate pays the price for publicly bashing Governor Ron DeSantis' don't say, the don't say gay bill. It's, the, it's a bill that was uh, meant to protect uh, children from sex and sexuality in school. And it is. It, that's what it is. It, it is about not teaching children about sex in school when they're preschoolers through third grade. Now, just it's, maybe it's been a while for you. It's been a hell of a long time for me since I was in elementary school, since I was in third grade. But I don't recall at any time the teacher talking about masturbation or, you know, if I'm having a bad day, you know, maybe you should cut your penis off because you're a girl. You know, that never happened in my third grade. Maybe I don't, maybe I'm, maybe I'm misremembering. I could be misremembering. There was Mrs. Pilly. She was, no, that was sixth grade. Never mind. There was uh, Mrs. Clausen. No, that was fourth grade. Uh, Mrs. Redenbaugh. She was first grade. Never heard Mrs. Redenbaugh say, you know, I know you're feeling a little down today. Maybe you should do uh, some puberty blockers and, uh, you know, chop your manhood, well, your boyhood off and become a girl. Never heard that. Never, not even in second grade with Mrs. Nelson. Never, never, never. No. And Miss, uh, third grade Catholic school, Mrs. Clausen. Never. Never brought up. Never. Weird. Weird. Here's the caterwauling from the Democrats in the Florida House when it was passed that they're going to stop giving Disney the privilege of being able to govern itself. Uh, thank you, Mr. Speaker. It seems as Mickey and many have joined us in the chamber today. That said, this is the bill that we discussed yesterday. Members, we will either go into structured debate or we will call the previous question. Representative Renner, you're recognized for a motion. Mr. Speaker, I move the previous question on the bill. Representative Renner moves the previous question on the bill. This motion is not debatable and requires a majority vote. All in favor say aye. aye. All opposed, no. 
Show the bill. Show it. Motion passes. I love it. I love it. And they're caterwauling and they're throwing a tantrum in the background and all of that stuff because that's what Democrats do. That's what uh, a lot of millennials do. I'd like to said that the uh, millennial generation, the reason why the the non-candy aisle in the grocery store was uh, created was because there were these parents who had their uh, their millennial babies and millennial toddlers and millennial kids in the cart with them and uh, you know, you'd go up to the candy aisle and they'd say, oh, I want a sticker bar. And your mom would say, no, I don't think so. Honey. And they'd pitch a fit, you know. You ever seen those meltdowns where they just pitch a fit, they fall down on the ground and, they, and you're like, oh, my God, if you were my kid. You know, and you saw a lot of that. A lot of that. Well, that's why the non-candy aisle was created. It's for parents who can't say no. When I was, uh, you know, my kids, and I, I probably say yes too much to my kids. My wife was always, you spoil our kids, you know, and I, whatever. I, yeah, sure, what the hell. But... When there were days that, uh, you know, no candy, uh, my daughter, my son would say, can I have whatever? I'd say, no, but I want it. No. And there were no tantrums. There were no tantrums. But a whole generation has grown up, and, and now they think if they throw a tantrum at anything, that it'll change things. And on university campuses, it does, because, you know, like, uh, you know, members, uh, the, the president of the university will quit, you know, and, and uh, all sorts of other people will actually quit, you know, capitulate. Uh, they tried to throw a tantrum. The radical LGBTQRSTU crowd, uh, they decided they were going to try and, you know, uh, shut down uh, Netflix because of Comedy Special and uh, Dave Chappelle, and it didn't work. And it didn't work. So, so yesterday, I guess they tried to bring race into it because they started singing this, and it's a very sacred song. I'm not saying it's like, uh, you know, from God or anything, but it's a pretty important song. We shall overcome. Pretty important song with regard to black Americans in this country who suffered through so much, and they use this song to buoy their spirits looking for better days. But these idiots in the Florida House decided to uh, hijack it. I would assume a couple of them are probably whiteies. They probably don't even know the words for it, but here it is. This is really bastardizing the song. It should be, uh, we shall come over if your kids are home and you're not there. I think that would be the song it should be. It should, we shall, we shall come over. Are your kids home alone? I'll bring books with, you know, something like that. And I wasn't meaning to uh, bastardize the song. I was making fun of the Democrats singing the song, by the way. So uh, stop the complaint calls. Hey, guys, it's Carson for Gold Co. I don't think I need to explain that we are in some very difficult times right now with Joe Biden as the president. Inflation and interest rates are Biden's only way out of our $28 trillion federal debt. So if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k or savings, your money is at risk All right, learn more about the IRS loophole that thousands of Americans are using to protect their retirement. This is important. Call 855-735-3740. 855-735-3740 to get your free IRS loophole kit. That's right, 855-735-3740. And my friends at Gold Co. will give you up to 10% in free silver with a qualified account. Gold Co. has helped thousands of Americans protect their retirement against inflation, taxes, interest rates, bad presidents. Yeah, I said that out loud. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? 855-735-3740. Call now. We have a special guest 
on the show. She is running against Rido Lisa Murkowski for Senate in the state of Alaska, and I've waited a long time to talk to her. Kelly Chewbacca joins us on the phone. Hello, Kelly. How are you today? I'm great, Rob. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, I'm glad to have you on. I've been wanting to have you on since you uh, announced your candidacy, since Donald Trump has endorsed you, and now since Mitch McConnell has decided to use $7 million of the GOP's money to fight against you by saying that he's going to spend that money to promote uh, Lisa Murkowski. What was your reaction to that when you heard it earlier this week? Probably not surprise. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I expect Murkowski and her surrogates are going to use that millions, those millions to continue attacking me, the endorsed Republican in this race. The Alaska Republican Party has censured Murkowski. She's not allowed to use the Republican name as she runs for 2022. And we don't have a Democrat in this race. Wow. So they're going to use those millions to continue mocking my faith, launching personal attacks against me and making up even more allegations. But they're not really attacking me. They're just attacking our Alaskan values. And what McConnell doesn't realize is there's no amount of D.C. insider money that's going to silence Alaskan yes. voices. They tried to do this in 2020. The Democrat put in almost twice as much money as our Republican Senator Dan Sullivan. And Dan Sullivan won by 14 points. That's how <laughs> principled and conservative Alaskan Alaskans are and how common sense our values are. And we don't let D.C. insiders tell us how to vote. So I'm confident that in 2022, we're not going to be forgotten, ignored, or unheard by D.C. any longer. We're going to deliver a message it's time for a change and the Murkowski monarchy is going to end Kelly what made you decide to run and uh, what has your life been like as a political candidate because uh, clearly this uh, these attacks have got to be a little unsettling at times for you and your family you sound like a tough cookie but uh, why <laughs> why did you get in and how's how's the run been so far well, in Alaska, we believe government is of the people, by the people, for the people. Yeah. And it turns out I've actually dedicated my career to that. I'm like an anti-swamp bureaucracy whisperer. I make government work for the people. So I've been holding government insiders accountable for 20 years. This isn't the first time I've been attacked. I'm kind of used to this. But what got me into this is... A government's not for us anymore. It's really against us. So my parents moved up here before I was born. They had a dream in their heart, but they ended up being homeless. Life doesn't always go the way you plan wow. until my mom got a job in the oil industry. And with that job, they were able to fight their way into the working class and get a starter home and have me, gave me a reality TV Alaska childhood, you know, hunting, yeah. fishing, playing ice hockey. I got to go to college. I went to law school, started this great public service career. I've had five kids. I love my husband, love my job, love my kids. That takes us to February last year when I saw Senator Murkowski cast the tie-breaking vote wow. to confirm a radical environmentalist, Deb Holland, to be Joe Biden's interior secretary. And Rob, with that vote, she killed thousands of jobs in Alaska, just like the one my mom had. Wow. She canceled our dreams. She canceled my kids' future. She canceled everything. But she doesn't feel that vote like I felt it. I felt it like a kick in the gut. She doesn't feel it because her dad gave her his Senate seat. And it was Alaskans who gave me all my opportunities. So we feel it, but she doesn't. And I just decided, you know what? The next government insider I'm going to hold accountable is Lisa Murkowski. And that's what I'm doing. I'm fighting for my kids' future, and I'm fighting for my state. You know, uh, Alaska has got so many natural resources, and clearly uh, we are standing on, you are standing on a, a, an ocean of uh, fossil fuels that could save us uh, with regard to uh, being able to power our industries, our vehicles. Uh, now, I, you live in Alaska. I would assume that the oil industry has 
has made Alaska into an oil-soaked, filthy hellhole, right? Or is it really just a beautiful <laughs> state? Is it really just a beautiful state, or, or has the oil industry just soiled it irreversibly forever, Kelly? You know what? Alaskans care more about our environment than any D.C. insider ever will. We develop oil and gas cleaner and greener than anywhere else. Yep. And you're never going to convince me that a bureaucrat in the Beltway 4,000 miles away who's never set a boot in our beautiful state cares more about environmental preservation and conservation than we do. Our state is beautiful and immaculate. The same people who work on the pipeline, like my mom, we're the same people who go hunting and fishing and hiking and boating on the weekends. We're yeah. the people who live here and play here and grow up here many generations. And so we're absolutely dedicated to protecting and preserving our environment. And we know how to do it better than the bureaucrats in the Beltway in D.C. Now, it's a beautiful state, and I recommend everybody come up here and visit, if not stay. I would really love to come up and visit. I, I'm not sure if I could live with the uh, the short days. I lived in Minnesota and Minneapolis for five years. And uh, I, you know, but it is a beautiful, it is a beautiful, breathtaking state. Uh, I understand Sarah Palin is throwing her hat in the ring. What do you think about Sarah Palin uh, jumping back into politics? Because I think it's actually great. So the, the situation we have is we have a congressman, one congressman for Alaska who passed away, Don Young. He was in office over 50 years. And because Lisa Murkowski and her surrogates put in place a ballot measure as an incumbent protection plan for Murkowski, they've changed our entire election system so we no longer have party primaries. Wow. So we have 48 people running for that race Ugh. to fill his unexpired, his unexpired term. And Sarah Palin is one of the people running for that race. And that election actually starts in June and it'll finish for the unexpired term in August. Then the primary for his regular term is in August along with mine and will be done in November. So she's one of, um, you know, 48 other candidates. It was up to 52 at one point, if you can Jeez, believe that. Louise, unbelievable. And one of the people on the ballot, I'm not joking, is a guy named Santa Claus. This is how <laughs> absurd this is. But you know what really makes me mad, Rob, what? is that that position would already be filled. We would have a voice in D.C. two or three months sooner than we otherwise are going to, but for Lisa Murkowski and her political operatives just trying to get Murkowski through a primary she otherwise wouldn't make it through. Alaskans are going to be forgotten and unheard longer in Congress because Murkowski's looking out for her political monarchy. That's the story with that seat. You know, I had heard uh, from a bunch of people that's very hard, hard, uh, hard to unseat a sitting uh, senator and I would assume that Lisa Murkowski has a lot of weapons in her arsenal. Uh, what are people telling you about Lisa Murkowski and why she needs to go? It's amazing. I've traveled more miles in state than it takes to circumnavigate the globe. Wow. I've been in over 50 communities connecting with people. It doesn't matter if people consider themselves Republicans, independents, undeclareds, or Democrats. Everyone says the same thing. It's time for a change. And there's different reasons that people give me, but it basically boils down to Murkowski cares more about her popularity with the power players in D.C. than she does about Alaskans. She doesn't vote in the best interest of Alaskans. She does whatever it takes to make her popular in D.C. And I'll give you some examples. Mm -hmm. She's voting along with the 
the Democrats like Chuck Schumer and Bernie Sanders a majority of the time. She voted to confirm more than 90 percent of Biden's radical nominees. Yep. You know, the start of Deb Holland was the was the first one. But these are the nominees who are launching assaults against Alaska. We've had 22 direct executive actions against our state. Could you imagine wow. if we flipped the narrative and there was a Republican president who launched 22 direct executive actions against Joe Biden's little Delaware yep. and they tried to muscle up under an executive attack like that because they're trying to turn us into a national park? Yeah. shutting down our workers, shutting down our economy. It's becoming a ghost town up here. Wow. On top of that, she was one of the only Republicans to confirm Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court. Yeah. But remember, she opposed the nomination of the constitutionalist Justice Brett Kavanaugh, and she joined with the Democrats in trying to filibuster Justice Amy Coney Barrett. She's taking tons of money from big tech, leftist organizations, and radical environmentalists. These are all organizations that are against the values of Alaska. These are the kinds of things that Lisa Murkowski is doing, but she'll also bend a knee to Mitch McConnell. I haven't found an Alaskan up here who likes Mitch McConnell because uh. his interests are against the state of Alaska. Yeah, yeah. We are looking for someone who's going to go and express our voice, not be bullied, not be silenced, and not be controlled by the political insiders. I don't think America divides between Democrats and Republicans anymore. I think we're common sense Americans and the political elites, the people in Washington, D.C., who want to maintain their power and be the career politicians making their money and their power at the expense of us Americans out here who just have a right to work a good paying job, put a roof over our head and send our kid to school, send our kid to college if we want. That's what we're hearing across Alaska. All right. So on a personal note, I'll just tell you that I am married to a Kelly. Uh, she has <laughs> she has blonde hair like you, by the way. Uh, and, and I have discovered that people named Kelly, at least the ones that I know, are uh, very tough. You don't want to mess with Kellys. Uh, and they're also good people. There are no serial killers named Kelly. I just want to throw that out there as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you've got you got five kids. Tell me how old are how old are your kids? By the way, we got two, and they're I think about your son and daughter's age. The eldest, my son is uh, twenty two. My daughter is uh, sixteen. Uh, tell us about your life with with five kids. Oh, it's amazing. The, the joy of my life is being a mom. So. Um, eight, nine, 12, 15, and 17. Gotcha. When we started, when we started the campaign, they're all about a year and a half younger than that. Uh, we are homeschooling. Correct. We've been Jeez. homeschooling since COVID started. And I really just embrace that because it allows us to take the kids with us on the campaign trail. So the Alaska studies portion of their school wow. is doing the campaign and a little bit of social <laughs> studies as well. Yeah. It's just been brilliant. They've been able to come with me to rural communities and coastal communities and into the interior. Remember, Alaska is over two and a half times the size of Texas. And so traveling around the state is just a really unique experience but i've seen them grow so much in their yeah. understanding of what's happening nationally and globally and even just what's happening across our state and it's amazing to watch them develop in social skills and just watch us grow as a family we've become so close and they've grown in their independent skills their public speaking skills they're just such a joy but yeah. one of the things that's important to me rob yeah. is being able to not just love my kids but like my kids and i enjoy my teenagers 
teenager so much. They are, one of my kids is leaving this year for college. Wow. They are just such a joy to me. They are hysterical. They are leaders. One of them is serving in mayor-appointed positions in civic <laughs> wow. service around the city. Another is working in the mayor's office. Um, they're just doing so many, so many wonderful things. Yeah. I'm very proud of them, and I, I enjoy who they're becoming as people. Well, I will tell you, uh, as a dad, uh, the college career takes about two seconds. You'll be like, what? You're graduating? Uh, and I'm sure you know this is a mom right now. They go, it, it just happens very quickly. Uh, I, and I'm sure you're providing them a valuable lesson about leadership, uh, you and your husband. And Kelly, I just want to say I wish you the very best. I really want you to kick, I'll just say it, kick uh, Lisa Murkowski's butt. I really, I'm just so fed up with her. She doesn't represent uh, conservative values at all. She is an outlier. She is a backstabber and uh, she is a swamp dweller. So Godspeed to you, Kelly. How could my listeners get involved in your campaign or donate to your campaign? Because I want to see you win. We need help. And we are at kelly4ak.com, K E L L Y. F-O-R-A-K.com, Kelly4AK.com, and you're right, it is hard to take on an incumbent, so all these listeners can help us. It's a grassroots movement, Kelly4AK.com. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.